0: What's in your head? Zombie! Zombie!
1: Zombie! That's the only part I know. I'm pretty sure they just just do that the whole time.
2: I just turned into a seal at some point. (laughs) (laughs) That is not by Seal,
1: everybody. That is by the Cranberries. The Cranberries, yeah. An amazing song. You know, I didn't realize they were even saying zombie until, like, maybe three or four years ago i'm like oh interesting i'm surprised i'm really really
2: really surprised that nobody's done like a cover of that song and used it on a zombie movie trailer
1: oh wow that's actually a really or like you know what they always do they have a children's choir sing it in like a slow mystical version (laughs) and then they use that instead
2: (laughs) uh (laughs) how's it going everybody i don't know who's supposed to introduce the show anymore
1: that's I guess point. I'll I guess I'll start. How's it uh I'm your host Josh Lee Kwai. Welcome to the Command Zone. Hi, I'm Jimmy Wong all the way from New Zealand. Still alive, still playing Magic and still a part of the show, just less frequently.
2: Jimmy, Jimmy's Jimmy's here. Everybody's been asking for him. We're happy to have him back. Yay. He's going to be And Jimmy has built a deck around one of the new uh Commander 2018. Yes.
1: Commanders. Um, you know, it's interesting because I've gotten to play a little bit of magic out here. The New Zealand community is great, by the way. Uh, You guys have been very welcoming and very nice. Um, but it's made me, I've been reading all these C18 spoilers from afar, and I got really excited about Verena the Lich Queen because I don't do tribal too often, and I don't have a single Esper deck. I keep talking about building a Centriplets deck, but this is actually a deck that is, uh... Uh, these colors esper and has a lot of really interesting synergies. so i'm finally excited to join the show again thank you josh i you know i, I could have swore i was it was done forever but it turns out <laughs> i'm not <laughs> uh so we're really excited to have jimmy back and to hear
2: about this deck that he's built but before we get into that we want to give a big shout out to uh a sort of new sponsor we've had them on the show before you know we've been doing a bunch of extra content for commander 2018 and one of the ways we're able to do that is because VRV has come in and been willing to sponsor some of our extra episodes. So they really are an awesome
1: service. Jimmy, you've, you've used them a lot. Yes. And I actually continue to use them out in New Zealand because it's uh, you're able to play stuff offline. You're able to download shows. Uh, so what VRV is, is a streaming service. It's a multi-platform streaming service. So imagine if you were able to take a few of your favorite sites that you normally pay a, a fee to and then combine them all into one. So For me, I really love anime, so Crunchyroll is on there and Funimation, and that's sort of where my bread and butter is for this. I get to watch new episodes of My Hero Academia and some of my favorite shows, and more optimally, when I'm on the airplane, which is a 12-hour flight out here, I could download a lot of the shows and then watch them without having the internet connection, which is great.
2: Yeah, and one of the awesome things about VRV is that they're constantly adding new stuff. In fact, they just came out with Killjoys they have the 2011 version of ThunderCats ThunderCats. Yes, <laughs> made by the same people that did the Voltron animated series for all you Voltron fans out there. And they also just came out I think within the last week or so with SWAT Cats. So, that's one of the really great things about the service is that they're they're constantly adding new material. So, you know, once you've watched stuff, they are bringing in new stuff, so you're always got, you know, new stuff to watch. Plus, we've got a promotion going on right now. You can get a free 30-day trial of the service all you got to do is go to vrv.co slash command zone you sign up and you can test out the service for free for 30 days you don't have to take our word for it you can just try it out and you'll be supporting this show when you do that and you'll also be
1: testing out a really awesome service all right and of course another way to support the show is patreon patreon uh, our supporters supports directly and if you go to patreon.com slash command zone, you can sign up there. And we do something fun. We actually shout out a Patreon every single episode. And that person this week is, you're getting an international shout out, by the way. You're getting an international shout out. <laughs> that this episode is. is dedicated
2: to Aiden, Aiden
1: Bork. Bork. Cool last Aiden. name. You rock, Aiden. Thanks you so much for supporting indeed. us. Uh, another cool thing by the way is we actually sent out playmats to all of our qualifying patrons recently that wanted to uh, get our last playmat. They got it for free. So that's, that's a right. cool benefit. So just go to the go to the Patreon to find out how that happens.
2: Oh man, those last damn playmats. I can't wait till they're out in the wild. They're getting sent out now or yep, this maybe week. you've even already got yours. So uh Tweet, tweet some pictures of us, or at us, of you playing with the Last sample. Plays. But you can tweet pictures of us, too, if you have those, <laughs> so I guess.
1: That's good to say. Yeah, why not? Fly why to New not? Zealand,
2: get a picture with Jimmy, then tweet it at me. Perfect.
1: <laughs> Easy. Okay. okay, so let's talk about Verena, Lich Queen. Yeah. So Verena is an Esper Zombie Matters General. I'm actually really, really excited about this card because, if you guys remember, last year, Amonkhet came out as well as uh, Hour of Devastation. And there is an infusion of white zombie cards. Uh, a lot of it was because of Embalm, right? Cards that would come back would be yep, wrapped and up. eternalized, Eternalize. And Eternalize, yeah. Eternalize would make them into, I think, black zombies. But Embalm was sort of a white mechanic, this idea of bringing someone back to life uh, as a mummy. Um, so there's actually an interesting amount of play here because there's a lot of different cards that Zombie Trouble has never been able to use in white. And finally, with you know, Verena, you get this utility of being able to loot, which is a very blue ability, and you can also make zombies, and you get to use a brand new color for a tribe that usually doesn't have access to that color. So,
2: Yeah, I think that's the exciting thing. Everybody, when they saw this card, was like, finally, I have a zombie commander that allows me to play white. You know, you could do it before, but you just have to run, like, a commander that's just giving you the colors. It wasn't doing anything with zombies. But Verena cares about zombies. Uh, Let me read the card real quick. It's Verena, Lich Queen. That's one white, blue, and black. So four mana total for a 4-4 four, four legendary creature, zombie wizard. It says whenever you attack with one or more zombies, draw that many cards, then discard that many cards, and then you gain that much life. So if you attack, you know, with four zombies, you'll draw four cards, discard four cards, and then gain four life. That's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: that is really cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Then she also has an activated ability. You can pay two generic mana and then exile two cards from your graveyard. You don't have to tap her or anything. So as many times as you have uh, two generic mana and two cards in your graveyard, you can do this. And it creates a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token. So for two mana, you exile two cards from your graveyard and you get a 2-2 zombie.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot that's happening here. There is an attack matters bit here where you get to attack with zombies there is a looting thing here where you're drawing and discard that many cards. And by the way, when you're up drawing up to like five, six cards, this is ridiculous. And yeah, you're just cycling through your deck so fast, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's also something that wants you to care about having cards in your graveyard. And there's a token strategy here. So there's a lot to process here. But the cool thing is is like, yeah, you can filter through your deck incredibly quickly with this card. Um and, you know, when the graveyard is starting to become active, it becomes even more interesting because now you have more ways to abuse the, the graveyard as well as make more zombies. And, of course, white. You know, like, really exciting. Um, the thing that really struck me when I was building the deck is that you want to be like, oh, I'm going to do so much cool graveyard stuff, but Varena costs four to get out, requires zombies to already be on the battlefield to start using her ability unless you have other cards that are going to filter you aggressively through your deck. It's actually not that fun fast compared to a deck that can go infinite really quickly so it actually requires a little bit of work and setup to get to to where you need and it's very vulnerable to graveyard hate but in these colors you have a lot of help to do so and there's a lot of ways to get there and the cool thing is i think it's pretty resilient as well because even if your creatures are wiped off the board that's just more fuel for Verena to make more zombies with the next semicaster.
2: yeah that's what i really like about the card is that it synergizes with itself right so in the first ability you're presumably looting, you know, a certain amount of cards. You're drawing and discarding cards. And then her second ability allows you to use the cards you've discarded at the very least to yeah. create zombies out of it. So she is kind of an engine unto herself, but you're right. If you're not attacking with zombies, then none of it's go. The engine's not going, right? At least yeah. she is a zombie. So very least you can attack with her and, and loot <laughs> once. That's, you know, it's not the best, but at least it she does something by herself a little bit
1: yeah and i mean she makes an army of tutus they do come in tapped but the cool thing about tutus is that they're much better than one ones um and you know once you are able to start getting it going you also have the nice upside of oh they gain you life when they attack so yeah. let's say you're gonna get hit back by some stuff what's like why well, just gain five six life thanks to attacking with five six zombies i may have lost a couple of zombies in the process but it doesn't actually matter because i won't get hurt by the crackback. i can just make more next turn and there's just a bunch of other upsides which is cool
2: yeah, and incidental life gain is just so much better than we give it credit for. You know, we don't like cards that just gain you life, but a card that does something you want to do and also gains you life can often be a real pain in the butt for your opponents in that, yeah. you know, they're they're sort of like put you on a clock, but then all of a sudden, oh, but they're going to gain over those two turns 12 life, so that changes all the math.
1: Yeah, and, you know, this card actually reminds me a lot of Aloro, Ageless Aesthetic, which people just do not like because of the life gain and the fact that you're gaining life and drawing cards, And Verena has a lot of that, but in a more fair body, because she needs to be on the battlefield for it to work, and you have to be actually attacking people and creating some unfortunate, probably happiness. Not happiness around the board, because you're pinging people with tons of little zombies. (laughs) Um, Not to mention, that's sort of the plan I had with this deck going in. There's a couple of fun win conditions in here, but for the most part, you're going to make as many zombies as you can and either attack for the win, so sort of a more token swarm strategy, or the Aristocrat strategy, which are cards that will gain you life and or, and or drain your opponents of life every time a creature enters the battlefield or sort of leaves the battlefield. Um, and then there's another, sort of, there's another couple of fun win conditions in here. But the main thing is that zombies are your fuel. And if you can't make enough zombies, then you're not going to really do what you want in this deck with any strategy. You know, I like
2: that you talked about that, Jimmy, because it's something we mention so often on the show, right, which is that, yes, you have a main strategy, but if your main strategy especially if it's like combat you need a backup yeah. strategy cuz people are just going to play those constant mists and glacial chasms and stuff and you need to have some possible win condition against those type of cards and so it's nice to have an aristocrats style backup and i see a couple of other spicy things on here that can get you out of those situations so that's just good deck building yeah um all right well let's 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 jump into it let's let's see what you brewed up here yeah so this... let's see if you know what the kiwis have taught you about deck brewing uh
1: to have more fun i'll say that much <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've definitely lost a little bit of that spiky mentality even though every time i go draft i'm like oh, i'm gonna win <laughs> <laughs> um okay so oh yeah not to mention by the way, ghostly prison houses a, a, a token swarm strategy so like you need to have ways of getting around that right okay all right so making zombies this is a card i've always wanted to put in the deck but it's very tribal specific and it just works all over for this and it's also a one drop which we love it's Cryptbreaker. breaker uh this card was from eldritch moon and it is or is it eldritch moon or is it shadows well, either way it's from innistrad uh, it's eldritch moon You're right. Uh, yeah okay so it's a creature zombie that's one black to cast it's a one one and has an activated ability you can pay one in the black to tap discard a card put a two two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield not tapped by the way And you can also tap three untapped zombies you control, you draw a card, and you lose one life. So this is a draw engine as well as a double draw engine because you're discarding cards into your graveyard, which this deck wants to do, and you're creating zombie tokens. So it's basically for a one drop, it's akin to an enchantment in a lot of ways, Um, but it's also a creature that can go in and attack for you. And you can also use your untapped zombies to draw cards, which is great.
2: Yeah, this feels like the perfect card for this deck because it does everything that Verena wants. It's not just making zombies. It's actually discarding cards. And then when you play Verena on that turn, she's a four drop. You want to have a couple of zombies to immediately attack with to sort of get the activation on her looting ability, right? Yeah. So Cryptbreaker is just something that can come down early and then take advantage of Verena immediately when you play her. This feels like a very strong card in the deck. And then, yeah, tapping three zombies to draw a card, also just something you
1: may want to do sometimes, which is great. And, you know, when the card first came out, you know, it was like, uh, this isn't going to work in standard. You're never going to have, this is a dreamland having three zombies around. But with Verena, this card, and the ability to just make zombies anywhere for basically two mana on both the cards, you should always at least have four to five zombies on the battlefield. And when it gets to the point where you cannot attack and use her looting ability anymore, you're still going to want to use them for something. And this is a great way to instant speed use them.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. And also that ghostly prison you talked about, if that's really jamming you up, at least you can draw some cards with the zombie tokens you've got lying around, get value and maybe find the answer
1: you need. Yeah. And the life loss just means nothing in this deck, so.
2: Oh yeah. Of course, because then you just
1: attack and get it back anyway. Hey. Hey. Synergy. <laughs> See, I think Verena would be more fair to be honest, if you lost a life for every card you drew. But you know there are a lot of already stipulations on how to make her work, so I'm glad well, you're gaining life.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think you know the white's got to add something to the equation, and I think that's what the white yeah. does, right? Yeah, it kind of flips the life loss into life gain. Uh, poor, the next card poor you have white. On the, yeah, <laughs> that's all. It's it, all it contributes. <laughs> uh, it has some other cards in here. I think that people will be excited to play that they've never been able to really put in a zombie deck before. Yeah. Um, the next card is not white, but it is Lich Lord of Unks, Unks, Unks. 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 It's UNX, Lichlord of whatever that is. It's uh, three (laughs) mana. It's one blue-black for a 2-2 zombie wizard. It has two activated abilities. You can pay a blue and a black, tap it, and put a 1-1 blue and black zombie wizard creature token into play. Or you can pay two blue and two black, and then target player loses X life and puts the top X cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, where X is the number of zombies you control. And this one does not require... The lich lord to tap so yeah if you have if you just happen to have you know four blue and four black you can do this twice in rapid succession this is another alternate win condition because losing yep. life is is it, losing life and taking damage can sometimes be different
1: certain cards prevent one and not the other and this can be a way around certain things yeah not to mention it just sits there sometimes and it's one of those things where it's like Sometimes players will just forget it exists, get down to like seven life and be like, I'm fine. You're like, actually, I got you on the leash now. Um, And other times, this is just one of those things where everyone knows it's there and everyone knows that they can no longer, you know, be so risky with their attacks and stuff. And cards like this will force the entire board to stop turning sideways sometimes just because they need to get rid of it. Otherwise, everyone's, you know, within danger of getting zapped once or twice by this guy and then it's game over. Mm hmm. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, and you know his ability to put a zombie out isn't as good. It requires a two-colored mana, and it's only a one-one. But it's also like three-drop, so he's gonna come out before Verena, and it's just another way to make, you know, zombies in case you don't have enough cards in your graveyard. So it's got. A, it's similar to Cryptbreaker, and it's just very, uh, very handy all around.
2: One other thing I like about this card is that if you draw it later on in the game, like, you know, turn 11, 12, whatever, you can actually drop it and activate that ability, the second ability, right away. And so that could be sort of an out-of-nowhere game winner. Yeah. If you just happen to have 10 or so zombies, you might be able to drop it, activate maybe even twice, and
1: just 20-somebody. Yeah, Um, definitely. And the mill is actually – it does actually make a difference because – Uh, there are, you know, I have Ultra of Dimension in this deck as a sack outlet, and sometimes that will just win you the game, too, just milling someone out out of nowhere. All right, the next card is Zombie Infestation. It's a cheap enchantment, my favorite kind, one in the black, uh, discard two cards, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. So, very simple. Now, obviously, discarding two cards does seem like a lot, but this is a deck that has a lot of other card draw built into it, and again, this is sort of, like, in a tight spot, you can... I mean, this this is the kind of card that gets a lot of combo potential out in this deck because out of nowhere, you're going to make a black zombie. If you have a big hand, you can make a lot of them, and then you can start using them to sack with. Or you can even, you know, have a combo with this zombie infestation with uh, Lichlord, where it's, oh, you're at eight life, and I have six zombies? Well, I have a hand that's four cards in it, so I can get there immediately. You can even do it in response to activating the life drain trigger.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, yeah, I like these cards where no one's going to expect it, but once in a while, there may be situations where you're like, okay, discard eight cards, make four zombies on the end step, and then, yeah. you know, do something that you didn't really think about because I just happen to have a lot more zombies than you thought. Yeah. And then, and again, in a deck that knows it's going to be discarding cards, there's going to be a bunch of those cards you can either still use in one way or another. So the downside is not as good. I'm not saying you always do that, but having the option
1: to do that's pretty great. Yeah, you can even discard cards that you know, like Mercy, that give all your creatures flying. Once it's in the graveyard, and then boom, you have all these zomb- flying zombie blockers all of a sudden too. So,
2: <laughs> a lot of different uh, ways to go around it. It works really well with the next card on your list, which I think, if I were to guess, is the number one card people were excited about finally being able to have in a
1: zombie deck. Might be the best card in the deck, honestly. S-
2: yeah, so it's a white card, and. S- Once again, as we were saying earlier, this is a card that was just difficult to have in a zombie deck before, unless you were making something like, you know, having Corona or something as your commander, which is not ideal. Um, It's anointed procession. It's three and a white for an enchantment. It's basically parallel lives. It says if an effect would create one or more tokens under your control, it creates twice that many of those tokens instead. So it doubles your token. So, for instance, with Zombie Infestation, that would now be discard two cards, make two 2-2 Black Zombies. Oh, my gosh. That's worth it. Verena all of a sudden says, pay two mana, exile two cards from your library, make two tapped 2-2 Black Zombies. So you're basically paying one mana per 2-2 at that point. This It feels like this is the kind of card where if you get it out at the right moment, this is going to be a, a sort of finisher in the deck or something that puts you in such a big lead that you'll be hard to dismount.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of cards that obviously want to have a lot of other zombies out. You know, I have a lot of sacrifice outlets in here as well. And being able to just double up the amount of fuel you're able to put into a sack outlet is huge. Like this with Ashnaz altar, which we'll talk about later on. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, by the way, you're discarding cards, which then you can use pay Virena's mana to, to make more zombies. And now you're actually getting a mana advantage every time you do so because you have more and more zombies to start sacking. And then once you have an aristocrats thing out, it's going to be a very fast game for a lot of people. So I do like... Oh, yeah, just just anointing procession with Ashnod's
2: and varina, depending on how full your graveyard is, you're sacking a zombie to create two mana. You're using the two mana to create two zombies. Yeah. And then you're just doing that over and over. And if you have anything that pays you off for that, everyone's just dead, right? Yeah, pretty much. You just need to have a, a real thick
1: graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're exiling two cards every time you do yeah. it. So. <laughs> um, this next section, we won't spend too much time on. Uh, there's actually only one card that I really want to talk about in here. But if you want to attack and kill people, there are plenty of ways to do it in a zombie tribal deck. Code of Arms, Lure of the Accursed, Undead Warchief. But the card I really want to talk about, the card that is, again, probably one of the best cards in deck, is White, and it is Reconnaissance. Uh, we yeah, talk this about this card a, a lot yeah so it's only cost one white to play it you can pay zero and remove target attacking creature you control from combat and untap it so that creature neither deals nor receives combat damage this turn now we had this used in game nights so there are a lot of questions about it here's how it works there are many different phases to the combat phase so you enter combat you declare attackers and then blockers are declared and then you have first strike damage you have combat damage and then you have one other phase which a lot of people don't know about which is end of combat phase so that means you can actually have a creature deal damage with reconnaissance and then at the end of combat phase when it's still combat you can pay the zero to untap all of them and they're removed quote-unquote removed from combat at that point but they've done their damage you can also in a deck like this with varina just attack with already cards at someone do have her ability trigger And then before your opponent's able to declare blockers, you can untap all of them with Reconnaissance. The fact that it's activated cost is zero is what makes this card just crazy in this deck.
2: Yeah, it's great, 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 great in a deck like this. Like you said, sometimes you're going to be worried about Crackback, but you want to swing with everything because you want to get as many cards looted with Verena as possible, gain as much life as possible. But you're worried about, you know, somebody's going to swing in with something crazy and you want to have some blockers up reconnaissance does that but also the ability to swing in with impunity and not worry about them blocking because you can just pull the ones they do block out of combat and they won't die and so you're not just like throwing away zombies you know for nothing yep is very very powerful and the cost is so little yeah
1: reconnaissance is just a very very good card and it's one of those cards too i've noticed that people are just like "Eh, it's whatever i'll let it live and then after it's done it's you only need to be able to use it like once or twice to get maximum value out of it and then you're making someone forced uh, forced to use removal on it, so it's it's pretty good in general. Yeah, I like that a lot, and it is a white
2: card that is cool. It is cool that there are white cards we can now use.
1: Yeah, and they honestly they are some of the best cards in the deck, which is great. Um, which is really really neat to see. So your next uh, category is aristocrats. Do you want to? Aristocrats
2: is a style of deck that sort of has become shorthand for. A strategy that involves, like, sacking your creatures over and over. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we're stretching the meaning a little bit on a couple of these, but it, it sort of means, like, cycling your creature in and out of the battlefield, kind of.
1: Yeah, and basically using that effect to drain your opponents of life and gain you life and kill them sort of through a war of attrition. Um, and there are a lot of cards that have done this through Magic's History. There's actually an the Aristocrats deck that was able to be made in Standard yep. a few Standards ago, which is really exciting. Um it was with
2: Cartel but, Aristocrat, and it was, like, yeah, around yeah, RTR, I think, yeah.
1: Yeah, but there's also the Zulaport Cutthroat iteration that was... Being oh, right, right. Yeah, so that was really really interesting to see. So it's a deck type, and it's a, it's a strategy that is good because it works without your opponent having to... It doesn't care what your opponent's doing. So it's very... Um, it gets around a lot of stuff in that way. Like we said, the Ghostly Prisons and the people trying to stop you from dealing with combat damage, this is a way they just make them lose life. Um, yep. And we saw that with the Lich Lord earlier. So... The first card we have on here, again, is a white card, and it came from Amonkhet. It's an uncommon, my favorite card to put into a deck like this because it, once it c- comes out in the battlefield, people are like, oh, that card exists? Oh, that card exists? <laughs> um, it's Wayward Servant. It's white and a black for a 2-2 creature zombie. Whenever another zombie enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So, you know I get excited anytime I see the words each opponent on a card this deck wants to put a bunch of zombies on the battlefield wayward servant is one of the best aristocrats in the deck because you're gaining life and you're making up to sometimes four opponents lose a life so it's like a three for one game like a life swing which is amazing
2: yeah and think about that situation we were talking about earlier with anointing procession and astronaut's altar out you know with Verina, and all of a sudden you're cycling through making two zombies every time they're activating wayward sword tooth you don't have to do that very many times you know sack one to the astronaut's altar create the two mana yeah to then activate again you know you only have to do that a few times and everyone's just dead like this can add up so quickly in a deck like this that can just sort of cycle through the same cards a few times double the tokens
1: 40 damage to everybody yeah kinda,
2: or 40 loss of life too
1: Yeah, and the aristocrats in this deck only get better once you start pairing them with the other ones that have similar effects, too. Then you're just doing it twice as much, essentially.
2: Pretty cool. And, yeah, again, a card that zombie decks just haven't had access until now, really. Mm -hmm. The next one on your list is Vengeful Dead. It's three and a black for a 3-2 zombie. Whenever Vengeful Dead or another zombie is put into a graveyard from play, each opponent loses one life. So this works on the other end of the spectrum, right, where instead yeah. of entering the battlefield, it happens. And you're not gaining the life, but, you know, this is another way to knock out multiple opponents because, again, it says each opponent. And in that same situation with Anointed Procession and Astronaut's Altar where you're sacking a zombie to the Astronaut's Altar to create two mana, that's, an, that's a zombie being put in the graveyard and so it's sort of doing the same thing, but on the other end. It's when it goes to the graveyard rather, rather than when it enters the battlefield. But you don't really care regardless because you're just doing a lot of damage to everybody.
1: Yeah, and it makes, it makes blocking really hard too. If someone's like, oh, just block all your little tutus. It's like you're actually losing a life for each of them now. Yeah, everybody uh, is. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention this actually cares if any zombie dies. So if your opponents just have random zombies, they're all going to lose life whenever that guy Oh, I dies, didn't even too. notice that. It's like slivery yeah, almost. That's pretty it's cool. Very, it's pretty bizarre. Um probably not going to be that relevant. Um, <laughs> okay, the you, next heuristic. What's that? You never know. You never know. There's a. I mean, zombies is
2: the True. most popular tribe, so you know there's a chance. What
1: are you saying? It's not goblins. Unacceptable. <laughs> Listen, man, that's <laughs> just
2: the data. It's not my fault. That's what <sighs> EDH
1: Rec told me anyway. Donald. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next aristocrat is the Shepherd of Rot, uh, which is not really an aristocrat, but it is along the idea of draining your opponent for all their life. One in the black for a one-one zombie cleric. I don't know why he's still a cleric; he's just dead. Uh, he can't heal himself at this point. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you, can, you can tap itself. Each player loses one life for each zombie on the battlefield. So again, this cares if your opponents have zombies, but for you, you know, you have this wayward we servant out. You make a bunch of zombies; they all get drained. You tap Shepherd of Rot; they get drained even more. Not to mention it's a two-drop, so it's a card that can also just be a card that's an attacker for Verina in the early game. So there's just a lot of upside for cheap aristocrats. And a lot of the aristocrats are very cheap as well. Wayward Servant, uh, Zuliport Cutthroat, and all those cards are only two mana. And same with, like, Blood Artist. But the nice thing about these zombies is that they are zombies, so they will synergize with the fact that they want other zombies to be dying and entering the battlefield.
2: Okay, so let me ask you a question, and for those of you on YouTube, you can play along. In this picture, what do you think is happening? <laughs> Because I think he is a cleric because I think he's giving CPR to another zombie. CPR? You think they, they're that far ahead in
0: there?
1: They're like, guys. <laughs> no, I, don't know. I don't know if CPR would work, but he looks like he's doing the, the chest compressions. It's true. It's true. <laughs> he, he does look – and everyone else is watching. It's like that one time in gym when you were in high school and they brought in the <laughs> yes. doll. Or like, the, yeah, like exactly. the mannequin. They're like, all right, guys, this is how we do yeah. CPR. This is health class for zombies. <laughs> he's going, uh ah.
2: Uh, uh. Uh, 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 staying, staying alive, alive. staying, staying alive. alive which is Still actually facts. yeah i love that it, one yeah yeah that's actually what like my my girlfriend who's a nurse practitioner she's like yeah sing staying alive that's how that's the rhythm of chest compressions
1: <laughs> perfect <laughs> we just
2: save lives we just saved lives jimmy we just yeah, saved that's lives right.
1: we are also zombie <laughs> clerics so well, i guess if they're zombies they'd be going like arr, 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 arr. <laughs> arr, ar, staying undead staying, staying undead. undead yeah definitely yeah <laughs>
2: Okay, so the next category kind of relates to the aristocrats, uh, some of them. It's the sacrifice category. So this is something you often want to do in zombie decks. Again, we want to get into those loops we were talking about. And you need to have ways also to use your zombies, you know, to do the other things your deck wants to do, like maybe create mana. So we have already talked about Ashnod's Altar, which is a three-mana artifact that allows you to sacrifice a creature and create two Uh, colorless mana there's also phyrexian altar you can sacrifice a creature and then create um, one mana of any color and in token based strategies they tend to be some of the better cards in the deck because just having the flexibility to turn your tokens into mana to cast the other spells you need to cast kind of brings you to the level where like there's a lot of combo potential and or just doing things at the time you need to do them to take advantage of the windows that are available to you
1: yeah, and also cards like Nantuko Husk, which happens to be a zombie, by the way. And realize it's a card that just sac- it's a creature that sacrifices other creatures to give it plus two plus two. You know, you're you're playing cards like this in the deck for cards that care when other cards die. Um, and so it's just another way we're like, hey, like oh darn, like oh geez, he has this card out there that is going to make everyone lose life anytime a zombie dies. Don't car- don't board wipe anybody, and you can be like, oh well, and I'm just going to play, a Nantuko Husk and just kill you all anyway. Um, <laughs> And then I think actually one of the best cards in the deck is Gravecrawler. Oh, yeah, this which card is... Yeah. It's it's so, weird because it's like... You look at it and you're like, this card sucks, but it's it's
2: really good. Yeah, it's kind of like reassembling skeleton on steroids. So it's... Gravecrawler is one black for a 2-1 zombie. Gravecrawler cannot block. It says you may cast Gravecrawler from your graveyard as long as you control a zombie. So now you're... Th- again if you have Phyrexian altar out with anointed procession, yep. or I guess you don't even need anointed procession. You just need one of like a uh, wayward uh, Any, servant yeah, wayward or servant, vengeful yeah. dead or one of those, because now you can sacrifice it to the Phyrexian altar for the black mana to recast it. And you're just in an infinite loop there. Also just doing it because, you know, I just have five black mana and I just want to drain everybody for five or whatever Yeah, is perfectly good. Or, you know, there's other cards in the deck, Nantuka husk or something to just make it grow really big. Those yep. kinds of things, yeah.
1: This is yeah, a good and one. if if you have a Dark you can just start grave crawling at other people's turns, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, and draining them. Then, so it just becomes a like a super lethal uh, card that will just g- get a lot of life out of a lot of people if you have any of the Aristocrats out. So, and if you have multiple Aristocrats out, then you're doing it twice as fast. You know, like if, can you imagine paying five mana and draining everyone for ten. Like oh that. man. <laughs> Especially if you have like, oh man, it's it's very very silly the things you can get up to just because it costs so little, and it, let's say you wanted to convert it into two colorless mana, you had a bunch of black sources, you can use Ashnod's Altar instead, so yep. a lot of a lot of good synergy here. Yeah, if you have like Cabal Coffers or something out, you could just yes, that could just be game. Yeah, game, game. <laughs> okay, so
2: <laughs> this last one I have lost to in many different games. Oh my gosh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's just one of those cards that, especially token decks, tend
1: to use as one of their alternate win conditions. You alluded to it earlier. Go ahead. It's Alter of Dementia. Go crazy. Woo! Two mana for an artifact. Sacrifice a creature. Target player puts a number of cards equal to the sacrificed creature's power from the top of their library into their graveyard. So, if you have a lot of zombies, you can just start milling people for a lot over and over and over again. If you have... You know, five zombies, that's 10 cards out of someone's card, graveyard or out of someone's deck. Yep. You can also do it to yourself if you need to start uh, turboing up your mill as well. So it's very flexible. And, you know, there are some other car- ways to mill people out. And this is just a very fast way of doing it. Sometimes it's like they have way too much life. They're playing a life gain deck. They, you can't aristocrats them out, but their deck is at 50 cards. It's like, well, that's actually something that I could deal with in this game with Ultra of Dementia
2: yeah it's totally possible you know one of the things i want to point out which is very smart about the uh sacrifice outlets that you've included in the deck is they all cost zero mana there's a huge huge difference between a sacrifice effect that costs you some amount of mana and one that does not right because it's just hard to suddenly you know, sort of get everybody with something where you're going to have to pay mana to sacrifice the creature's if you can sacrifice to Astronauts Altar, Nantuka Husk, Altar of Dementia, those are free and you can get into those loops we were talking about, and then you can either do infinite sacks or just enough, you know, you might need twenty to sacrifice twenty creatures in, mm-hmm. in a turn. If that costs one mana, you need twenty extra mana, which changes the entire dynamic. So a lot of times in decks like these, you wanna make sure that you've got those zero uh, costed sacrifice, you know, repetitive effects.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, the next category I have is just called Raw Power. Um, And these are, you know, it's when you put in, basically every time you put in, you know, a Shildred in your deck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, (laughs) what does that that synergize with? It's just powerful. It's just powerful. It's like, are you a graveyard deck? Like, not necessarily. There'll be things in my graveyard. Um, Obviously, Shildred is very good in this deck, but uh, the Scarab God is really the real payoff here. Three blue, black, five, five legendary creature god you know a lot of people online have been like the varina is replacing my scarab god deck because i gotta add white now and i just put scarab god into the 99 Mm-hmm. pretty powerful um at the beginning of your upkeep each opponent loses x life and you scry x where x is the number of zombies you control so already doing a lot of things you want you get card advantage as well as making people drain life um also you get to search for cards that you want to be putting into your graveyard with Verena that turn uh, two a blue and a black to exile target creature card from a graveyard. Any graveyard, by the way. Create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a 4-4 black zombie. So you're going to make more zombies with other people's cards in their graveyards as well as your own. And when the Scarab God dies, it's very recurring. It returns to the owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. Or if you're crazy, just, you know, exile it away with Arena because you don't need it anymore.
2: Yeah, that, that seems insanity. <laughs> that seems like insanity. That That would be an I'm-going-to-win play, I suppose. Yeah, Scarab God yeah. just a powerhouse card. It just it's it's a very very good card, and you just randomly can be like, oh, somebody's Acidic Slime died, and I need to destroy an artifact. I'm just gonna take it take it out of their graveyard and make my own Acidic Slime. That's also a four four and blow <laughs> you know a problematic enchantment. And that's just something that Scarab God can do. Just you know that's off the main plan of your deck. It's just gravy. So that card is is crazy good
1: gods are powerful
2: gods are powerful as it turns out uh the next in the raw power category i like this category name by the way raw power yes you just just flex every time you play these cards yeah you're like uh who's the bad guy in aladdin
1: jafar jafar infinite cosmic power This okay. next card is, Jafar is definitely in this next card. Yeah, he's like standing
2: on that tower right there um, in, <laughs> during the rooftop storm. That's the name of the yeah. card. It's five and a blue. If you've ever played against a zombie deck, you've died to this card, and I've died to it many times. Oh, it's yeah. An, yeah, it's a five and a blue enchantment. It says you may pay zero rather than pay the mana cost for zombie creature spells you cast. So what? all your zombie <laughs> creatures are just
1: free. are free. Yeah. Uh. It's a I mean, card that when I first read it, I was like, this this can't be real. This is like a fan-made card, right? <laughs> it's like, nope, it's a real card. It's zombie. It's Zomniscience. Zomniscience. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Wait, why don't I just play Omniscience instead then? Crap. <laughs> because this costs five and a blue. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Not like eight blue, 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 or whatever Omniscience costs. I literally eight never want to play that card. Yeah,
2: 12 it, blue, well, 20 I, mana. <laughs> it could cost 20 mana because no one ever casts it. They just cheated out with show something. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, okay, the next is, uh, uh, well, by the way, Rooftop Storm, for all the reasons you can just put the pieces together if you're all of a sudden casting a zombie spell for free and then sacking it for mana and then doing stuff you're, you're good you're gravy you're fine you win you have
2: infinite cosmic power, <laughs> power.
1: and a squawking bird to tell you so <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey right
1: yeah <laughs> go actually I don't know if I want to be Jafar anymore if you have Gilbert Godfrey in your, in your ear yeah. every day of your yeah. life it'd be it'd be fun for like yeah for like a night <laughs> Okay, (laughs) next up in the Raw Power category, Endless Ranks of the Dead. Another classic zombie card in Zombie Travel. Two black, black, and enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put X to two black zombie creature tokens onto the battlefield, where X is the number of zombies you control, rounded down. So, again, another way just for a relatively cheap cost to start fueling yourself, putting more and more zombies out, and just... (laughs) Opponents gotta deal with this card, otherwise you're making tons of zombies. Yeah, you just get
2: half... It's almost like green has those token token doublers this is you know 50 percent more tokens than you've got right now yeah i guess yeah. it doesn't care if they're tokens so in some ways it can be better than the second harvest because it'll actually count your regular zombies your grave crawlers and stuff too right so yep yeah so if you've got nine you get four but if you've got ten you get five so it's pretty good
1: it's pretty good yeah yeah
2: I like okay it. <laughs> Uh, and you also have Anointed Procession listed again in this category because it does have raw power. That's uh, I'm just so excited I, to finally play it. <laughs> yeah, every single category says, and Anointed Procession. Aristocrats, and- <laughs> Anointed Procession. <laughs> Anointed Procession. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a good point.
1: <laughs> you know, I, when, when reading through it a second, that's why I like making tribal decks is you realize how many of the cards fit into so many different categories just because it all synergizes with itself because as long as it says the word zombie on it, it's probably doing what you want it to do. Well, the next card doesn't say zombie. It says I bat. I know. <laughs> but it is
2: very good in this deck. Yeah, it's interesting. It's one of the new cards from M19. It's Desecrated Tomb. It's three mana for an artifact. It says whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard, you create a 1-1 black bat creature token with flying. Now, remember, this is when they leave your graveyard. So if you use Verena's second ability, pay two, exile two cards from your graveyard... And make a two-two tap black zombie. That's two cards leaving your graveyard. Now, in that case, you'd only make one bat, right? Because Desecrated Tomb doesn't count the amount of cards that leave at once; just the instances of cards leaving. So, but Gravecrawler on the other hand, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Gravecrawler <laughs> that and the and this, just just Frickin' Ultra Gravecrawler this infinite bats. Yeah, so that's pretty. That's pretty great. And just this, see. When we were talking about, when DJ and I were talking about this card during the M19 set review, he was like, well, how many bats do you have to make before you think this card's good? And I said, I think actually the metric you should think about is, does your deck have scenarios where it can make six or seven bats in the same turn? Yeah. And then that, it's probably good in decks like that. And this deck definitely has
1: those scenarios. We just came up with two off the top of our head. Yeah. And if you keep looking through the deck list too, there's just tons of different ways just to continually pump out these bats. And having a, an army of 1-1 one, one blockers is great, too, if you're swinging on the ground and you're leaving yourself vulnerable. Sometimes, too, also just having another 8 power in the air is going to be enough to combine with an aristocrat's effect or whatever else to take someone out. So you'll find that, you know, when I was playing M19 Limited and I was playing the white-black uh, life gain deck, there's a card that gives you a bat at each end step if you gain life. Oh, it's so good. And Regal Bloodlord. Yeah, it card's insane. But after a while, you're like, I have four bats, and they're going to be able to kill two, but I'm still gaining life and making bats at every end. I swing with all of them. I don't care. I don't care if you can can just eat the carrot. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the nice thing about cards like this. You you are able to make so many flyers uh, in the right situations that it doesn't matter if they're dying to just big blockers. And in general, token decks don't have flying tokens. So you're not going to be able to be one-for-one blocked on a lot of these cards. A lot of times it's like, oh, I have three awesome flyers, but you have a billion bats, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, your three flyers, or stop three of them. Good luck with the other <laughs> seven or eight. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I'm going to make another five next turn. Um, another fun card that plays around with the graveyard is the Library of Lang. Craig Blanchette is the guy that introduced me to this card, uh, as well as the being old being play- school. Yeah, playing it when I was a kid, too, for no reason other than the fact that I thought it looked cool. Uh, <laughs> one mana for an artifact. You have no maximum hand size, pretty important in a deck like this. But more importantly, if an effect causes you to discard a card, uh, you can instead put it on the top of your library instead of your graveyard. So it gives you a little bit of a choice here in case there is a card that you're like, I really still need to draw this, and I don't want to discard my entire hand to my graveyard. So it gives you a little more play if your graveyard's already full enough for Verena, and you just want to have a little more flexibility with what cards you're putting in there.
2: Yeah, that's actually really interesting because there's often, like, you're going to have a few instants and sorceries, or maybe you, there's a certain land, like Cabal Coffers or something, that you really want. Right. And you can just place it on top of your deck, discard the rest, and then you know you're going to get it, and you didn't have to put it in your graveyard. There will be certain cards in the deck that will be difficult to return from the graveyard. You know, your zombies yeah. and creatures, maybe not, but other things. So, I like this. The next one is a card that I used in the Moldrotha deck on Game Nights. It's Perpetual Timepiece. It's two mana for an artifact. You can tap it to put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. So mill yourself for two. You can actually also pay to exile the timepiece and then shuffle any number of target cards from your graveyard into your library. So this does a similar Library of Ling thing in that it can sort of save certain cards that you wanna be able to get back, especially you're in black, so you might be able to tutor for those cards, but oh no, it's in my graveyard. Well, timepiece can put it back in your library. And just milling yeah. yourself for two every turn in a deck
1: that wants certain cards in the graveyard is very good. And needs two cards to start going with Verena. So yep. sort of hits all the things. Not to mention, I wanted to put a card like Elixir of Immortality in this deck because mm-hmm. you may need to shuffle your graveyard back into your library, but Elixir doesn't do the thing also where it mills you. So that's the nice thing about Perpetual Timepiece. It just has the ability to mill you and and uh, circle your Cycle your Library back in, which is very... Very important in a deck like this. Yeah, do du- the duality of use is so much stronger than just doing one thing, right? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Threshold and Madness. Now, these are two abilities that are on cards that basically care about graveyard size or being discarded. Um, Threshold is one that doesn't have that many cards that are great, but there is a white card that is incredibly powerful, and it's one white white for cleansing meditation. It's a sorcery that says destroy all enchantments. Now, this is a card you could just play by itself just saying that. But this has Threshold on it, which says, instead, destroy all enchantments, then return to play all cards in your graveyard, destroyed this way. And Threshold means if you have seven or more cards in your graveyard, then you get to trigger this additional ability. So this is a, essentially, in this deck, could, I'd say 90% of the time, be a one-sided enchantment board white, which is really good for one white white. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, yeah, almost 100%
2: of the time, unless somebody bojuka bogged you or something, I guess, because... All you have to do really is like attack one time with any number of creatures. You'll basically loot that many away and then one or two things die. Like, yeah, this is for sure an underrated card that people don't play enough. It's basically Vandal Blast for enchantments in white.
1: Yeah, which is crazy if you think about it. Like that doesn't, that effect does not really, you would think that effect maybe is in green or something, but this is now, this is, it's right here. Uh, The next one
2: is... And a Shadows Over Innistrad draft favorite of mine. This is from Under the oh, Floorboards. This card's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's three black black for a sorcery. And this is interesting. Uh, did we name this category?
1: Uh, I just call it Threshold Madness. Just delve, cards yeah. that want to be discarded or want to have your graveyard be full.
2: Right. So, okay. So, from Under the Floorboards, three black black. Put three two two black zombie creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and you gain three life if from under the floorboards madness cost was paid, instead put X of those tokens onto the battlefield, tapped, and you gain X life. And it has a madness cost of black, black, and X. And now madness is, you can only pay the madness cost on a spell if, you're, if you've are if you been forced to discard that card for whatever reason. So if you discard this card, discard it into exile, and then when you do, you can cast it for its madness cost. So with Verena... You're drawing cards and then discarding cards. You can choose to discard from under the floorboards and then pay black, black, and five and just make five zombies at that point.
1: Yeah, and the nice thing, again, this deck has sacrifice outlets like Ashnod's Altar. If you have Ashnod's Altar out and a bunch of zombies, you're converting them, each zombie, into two here. So it's kind yeah. of like a no-in-the-procession because x it's just X black, black. It's not like X, X black, black. So you could just pump out a ton of zombies out of nowhere with this card and gain a lot of life as well. And if you have Annoying Procession and astronauts Altar out, actually, if you have that, you're probably going to win. Yeah, that's what we're describing. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. A- Ashton's Altar, again, like it, it. also with your um, your white-black uh, deck, is just one of the best. What was that deck that you built? The, um, the Atheros uh, deck? Not even, I mean, Atheros, too, but the card that uh, w- would make zombies. Oh, the vampire time. one, Alenda. The vampire one, sorry, yeah, Alenda. Yeah, like yeah, again, yeah. just Ashland's altar is just absurd in so many different ways. Yeah, it's it. We talk
2: about cheating of mana costs often, and in a weird
1: way, Ashna's altar does that as well. Yeah. Um, Stitch together is the next card. Uh, I can't actually load it up on my screen for some reason, but it's I very good. It. Okay, yeah, go it's for a it. It.
2: it's a sorcery for black black. It says return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. However, if you have threshold which is, again, if you have seven or more cards in your graveyard, then you return that card to uh, from your graveyard to the battlefield instead. So for black-black, if you have seven cards in your graveyard, you can just go, oh, I'm taking this creature from my graveyard into play. Yeah, pretty good. That's, again, cheating of mana cost, especially if you have Stitch together in your hand and you have Verena and you attack, and you can be like, I'm purposely going to discard this high CMC spell because I can now use Stitch together and get it onto the battlefield for two mana. Yeah,
1: pretty cheap. Um, and there are a few cards in this deck that do that, which is like, hey, guess what? Because you're able to really abuse having cards in your graveyard, you can pay a really cheap cost to do some more powerful things. Mm-hmm. Um, the final Madness card I wanted to talk about is Welcome to the Fold. I oh, uh, yeah, two blue-blue for a sorcery, which says gain control of target creature if its toughness is two or less. But it does have Madness on it for X blue-blue, so if you discard it, you can play X blue-blue. And if you do, then uh, you gain control of that creature if its toughness is X or less. So a 4-mana mind control spell is okay, because there are a lot of really good creatures with toughness 2 or less. Oracle of comes to mind. But being able to discard this into madness at instant speed, stealing something, also very good.
2: Yeah, I think it's not clear sometimes why madness is good as well. It's because instead of discarding a card that you're supposed to lose out of your hand, you actually play the card. So it, in effect, draws you that card as well. So you can imagine Welcome to the Fold's madness costs also has tacked onto it, draw a card. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why it's so good. Uh, I think people forget that about madness or, or they don't calculate it in. That card's being discarded for whatever reason. You are going to you lose it and now instead you use it.
1: So you're, it's actually card advantage. Use it or lose it. There's also a card that's like, uh, I want to mention Calls to the Netherworld, which is just a black sorcery for one black that says return target black creature card from your graveyard to your hand. But it's madness cost is zero. So you essentially get a free card back to your hand if you discard this card. That's pretty cool. Which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. So zero mana cost. Pretty fun.
2: Okay. So we're into a category that seems fun because the category is called fun ones. This oh, is this the first sort card of...
1: This first card is the most Josh Lee Koi card in the, in the, in the, in the uh, deck, I think.
2: Wait. The second card has to be the most Josh Lee Koi oh, card. Oh, you know what?
1: You're right. You're right. Actually, both of them are. <laughs> okay. But this well, one I, w- I thought you would really like.
2: Okay, I'll, I'm reading it right now, and it is very okay. me. So it's Zombie Trailblazer. So one of the reasons it's very me is because I'm from Portland, and our basketball team is the Trailblazer. Oh, trailblazers. my gosh. That so is that's not... the first way that it's me. <laughs> zombie Trailblazer, black, black, black for a 2-2 zombie. It says, tap and untapped zombie you control, target land becomes a swamp until end of turn. Or you can tap and untap zombie you control, and target creature gains swamp walk until end of turn. So you can turn people's stuff into swamps and then swamp
1: walk and get on in there. I like it. This just reminds me of every time someone has a maze of it out and it's just like, look at my maze of. It's like, yeah. well, it's no, it's a swamp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Glacial chasm. Yeah. You can during their upkeep turn their guys' cradles and things mm-hmm. like that into swamps. Uh, this is actually pretty powerful. And it only costs you to tap one zombie. And in a deck like this, you're gonna have so many zombies. You could really just ha- these two zombies are on turn stuff into swamp detail.
1: Yeah, or even if you want to you want to lock someone completely out of the game and make all of their cards only tap for swamps, you could you know, you only need five, six zombies to really neuter someone and like yeah, put them at a man disadvantage, or just do a selective land destruction, and it's very political. Also, counterspell decks. Might have a real big problem because you're like, Well, you've got
2: you know six mana, but only oh, right. two blue. I'm going to turn the two blue into swamps now. I'm yeah. pretty safe from counter spells, so pretty cool. Pretty cool. And they go, I float the blue, and you go, I go to combat. Yeah, <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I read the next one too? Because yeah, well, you better. Card. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so this is my favorite card in all of magic, and it does happen to be a zombie. It's Fate Stitcher, it's three and a blue for a zombie wizard. It's a one, two. But you can tap Fate Stitcher to tap or untap another target permanent, that's anything, you can tap or untap it. It also has Unearth for a blue, so for one blue, you can return this card from your graveyard to the battlefield, it gains haste, and you exile it at the uh, end of turn, or if it would leave play, you can only unearth as a sorcery. Yeah, this this card's just so great because of versatility, right?
1: Yeah, you can, and also if it's in the graveyard, you can still get used out of it. Yep. Um, we just read a card that wants you to tap cards to use it. Uh, a lot of the cards want you to tap cards to use them, so Fate Stitcher just in general. You can also tap down other stuff, yep. other opponent Untaps stuff. Untaps your you can... lands to just
2: ramp you. It's very, very versatile
1: and very good. Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. Um, this we haven't next talked one's... about a white card in a while, but this one is really good. <laughs> it's really sweet in this deck. Oh, I'll be so salty when
2: I lose to this card because I'm salty when I lose to it in limited or in... I have been yeah. playing a little bit of standard only because of arena, uh huh, and so I've lost this card a lot on arena.
1: Rough, rough, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's a approach of the second sun, six in the white for a sorcery. If approaching the second sun was cast from your hand and you've cast another spell named approach of the second sun this game, you win the game. Otherwise, put approach from the second sun into its owner's library, seventh from the top, and you gain seven life darn seventh from the top how am i ever gonna get that deep in my deck quickly to make this effective i
2: mean yeah Verina could literally like you cast it attack with six zombies and now you're gonna draw it like
1: and the yeah, next and turn then, or you can even draw it that same turn if you have enough zombies oh no yeah yeah cast it yeah, attack, could. draw it i mean you need 14 sack your zombies sack your zombies no sack your zombies uh, the astronaut's astronaut's altar.
2: Altar. oh my goodness <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah like, but you could one turn
2: win with this game for sure and you need effects like this in decks like this because combat is just something that people, they come to the party ready to deal with combat. Yeah. But Approach is very hard to stop because the second part, you only have to cast it. I mean, technically, the first one you only have to cast, but if they countered it, it probably went to your graveyard. True. But if you get the first one off, then it doesn't even matter. They can't really do much. I mean, obviously, there's some stuff like um, that deals with abilities that can like counter it, but it's difficult. It's not common. Yeah, totally. Okay, the The last card, although I have one I want to throw in here and see what you think. Okay, cool. But the last card on your list is Necromancer's Covenant. This is a white card. Well, it's a white and black card. It's three white, black, black. So six mana total for an enchantment. It says, when Necromancer's Covenant enters the battlefield, exile all creature cards from target player's graveyard, then create a 2-2 black zombie creature token for each creature card exiled this way and then zombies you control have lifelink so if somebody's got you know 10 creatures in their graveyard you can exile all of them and create 10-2-2 zombies and all your zombies have lifelink and oh you can target yourself
1: yes very interesting card six man does seem like a lot but if you're doing this to yourself and you're making 15 zombies out of it then hey go off i mean think
2: of under the floorboards we were happy with you know, maybe playing seven mana for five zombies. This could easily be yeah. six mana for you know ten zombies. Yeah, especially if, if you target yourself, it could easily be more than that since you've milled mm-hmm. so much. So,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, pretty powerful. I, I like it, and it's in white, so just a card that says zombie on it. And this one's from <laughs> Commander twenty fifteen, and just we haven't really been able to put in zombie decks until now. Okay, here's my card to throw into the mix. It's Alhmarit's Archive. Oh. <laughs> This is a good card. You're right. It's five mana for a legendary artifact. It synergizes with all of Verena's stuff. It says, if you would gain life, you gain twice that much life instead. So if you attack with five zombies, you gain five life. But the most important part is, if you would draw a card, except the first one you draw in each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. So now Verena reads, whenever you attack with one or more zombies, draw that many cards times two, and then discard that many cards. So if I attack with five zombies, I draw ten and discard five that's super good yeah that turns her into like turbo
1: powered like draw like consecrated sphinx level draw you also gain 20 life instead of 10 because it says draw that many cards and you gain that much life uh yeah yeah i think you gain twice as much
2: yeah if you had to
1: attack with five zombies you'd gain 10 life right yeah wow that's crazy yeah you know, I, I realize my next contribution is Academy Rector because you have sack outlets and you have oh, a yeah. bunch of really powerful uh, enchantments that you want to put into the deck. Heck yeah, like Rooftop Storm. Yeah, nuts. Um, <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah, so that's basically my build of Verena. Uh, I think the best part about this deck is its flexibility. It's really good at recovering after a board wipe because it's just putting cards into your graveyard. Um, and I think the main thing, though, is that your graveyard shouldn't be the top priority in terms of, like, I need to fill my graveyard up as much as possible. You need enough Raviria to use it, uh, but it costs man to do so. But even in like dredge decks, it has that's like their main priority is getting the right. cards into the graveyard. So you know she's situationally good uh, when she's able to draw you and discard cards. I think the graveyard series are like a cherry on top of all the other things you can do with this deck. I like that idea that it can
2: bounce back really fast because that's just in flavor with what zombies are, right? Like you you, yeah. you take you mow them
1: down and they just keep on coming. Yep, yep, yep. And Seems not cool. to Seems mention. Fun. Yeah, and not to mention a deck that allows you to filter the entire game means that you're always able to sort of change your strategy as the game goes on. You're never really locked into one hand at any time, which is cool.
2: Yeah, and this feels like my favorite type of ga- deck, which is the type that won't run out of gas because yeah. <laughs> just the way that it's set up, it's very able to like keep churning through, find pieces you need, not be sitting there top decking.
1: Yeah, and not to mention you have so many other ways of winning. Like You could just insanguinate everyone, for, a re- for instance, and kill them that way. Or Debt to the Deathless, now that you have white, you know, and you just have mm-hmm. a bunch of mana. Oh, man. Debt to the Deathless and token decks is so good. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy because this deck can mill just someone out without having it to take away from the main part of the deck. Because those cards are just good regardless in the deck, the ones that will mill your opponents.
2: Well, it sounds super fun. I can't, you know, I can't wait till you're back in town and I can, I can die to it all these different yeah. ways. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. I may try and build it out here and bring it to uh, an FNM or something. Sweet. sweet. Let us know how that goes. And uh, to the listeners, we'd like to ask you, what do you think about Verena? She's got potential to be one of the strongest zombie tribal commanders out there. And being an Esper means you suddenly have access to a brand new color. Are you excited about this? Uh, Do you think she'll live up to all the expectations? Let us know on Twitter or in the comment section on Facebook, wherever you happen to be watching or listening to this show. And you heard about a bunch of cards this episode that are really cool, (laughs) and you're probably going to want to put in this deck. If you just use our affiliate link cardkingdom.com slash command zone. When you're ordering your magic singles products, whatever, that's all things you're going to get anyway. Just use the affiliate link when you do. And you really are supporting this show game nights, all of our content and making sure that keeps flowing. And you know, we're able to keep releasing all this bonus
1: content and stuff like that, that you guys have been really vocal about liking. And of course, ultra pro another sponsor of this show. They make amazing product. They make all the product that I essentially use now on my board. Whenever I play, uh, they helped us make our game nights playmat. So we can never thank them enough for making really high quality stuff for Magic the Gathering, leading the field in that regard. And of course, those sleeves, pff, Eclipse, they eclipse the competition like a second sun, like the approach of the second sun. <laughs> uh, also, a lot of
2: people have been asking because we put up a new scroll on set, Jimmy. I know. Oh, you. yeah, I saw. Yeah, it so really cool. there's this History of Banalia scroll that we've got up behind us. And a ton of people have been asking, like, where'd you get that? How'd you make it? We didn't make it. Ultra Pro (laughs) makes it. Ultra Pro. So ask at your LGS. Look at your online retailers like Card Kingdom and you can find a cool scroll. They've got a bunch of different ones. Perfect for hanging in your room or your game room or your game night set or whatever you got. Nice. Very, very nice. Okay. Now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. And one of us is in another country and has been there for a few months. So I assume that you're going to have cooler things than me.
1: Yeah, I'm outside the world of magic. I am in New Zealand, which is a magical country. It's on your bucket list, right, Josh? It is. I'm, so, absolutely. So I'm I'm here for a project I can't talk about yet. I'll be here for quite a bit longer, but this country is nuts. I every day I walk around and I'm not even in the South Island yet. I'm only in the North Island right now. But the air quality is insane. Um, it is surrounded by water. It's quote-unquote the dead of winter right now, according to a lot of people. And I would say 50% of the days is bright blue skies and sunny and 60 degrees. So as far as it goes, everyone's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you're gonna have to endure a lot of the rain out here. And like, I grew up in Seattle. This is a dream come true comparatively. So I've been having a blast out here. I think this is definitely one of the best countries I've ever visited in my life. I would recommend that if you have the ability or want to travel out of the world and are maybe even a little afraid of going to a country that doesn't speak English, New Zealand is like the perfect starter country I think for a lot of travel. There's lots of stuff to do. There's lots of guided tours if you're more into that. Lots of places to see and more importantly, everyone here speaks English and is incredibly nice. So it's not hard at all to get around, not hard to communicate with anyone and the food here is awesome as well. So... I can't stop gushing about this country. I feel like my life has been changed just by breathing in this quality of air every single day after being in LA for so long. So as I have a cough, by the way, in this episode, just kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love it. The country's amazing. There's so many different things to do, and I'm going to head down to the South Island in a little bit here. So I will probably affirm that it is more beautiful and even more of a reason to come here.
2: Yeah. From everything I've seen on New Zealand, it's truly one of the most beautiful places on earth. And, Someday I'm definitely maybe I mean you're over there, so this might be a good time, so maybe while you're yeah. still there i'll head on I'll head on down
1: I will have literally a laundry list of everything that you could do in the best restaurants too Josh, so oh yeah you know, you know me you know how you you know how to talk to me <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make sure to check out our sister podcast, The Masters of Modern. Alex Kessler and Ben Bateman, they talk about the modern format and all things competitive magic. You can find them on Twitter at the MMcast or right next to us at collected.company. Also, they've begun to do video uh, versions of their podcast. And you can find that on YouTube. If you just go to YouTube and type in Masters of Modern into the search bar, you will find them. A lot of you have been having fun are uh, enjoying having DJ on the show, you can find him at Jumbo Commander. Again, just type Jumbo Commander into the search bar on YouTube. You'll find all of
1: his content. Right. Our editors for the show now, Josh informed we have new ones. Craig Blanchett, Terry Robertson, and Josh Murphy. Did I say that correctly? You did, but we call him Murph. Murph. I like it. Special thanks to all of them. Yeah, yeah there's, there's two Josh's. Josh's
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. We've brought in a bunch of extra help uh, just because of Commander 2018 and all the extra content we're doing. And again, because of our patrons and because of people supporting our sponsors like Card Kingdom and VRV is really the reason we're able to do that. So thank you to all of you. Um and uh, oh, awesome. And special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, who does yes. the Living Cards animations at the beginning and end of our show and also does the cool animated backgrounds that are behind me and probably are not behind Jimmy right now because he has no. real-life coolness
1: out his window. It's funny because I'm literally in front of a white wall with a picture on it of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, over to my left is, like, the Bay Harbor. It's gorgeous, but you guys aren't seeing that, so sorry. <laughs>
2: it would be ba- It would be backlit if you put that back there. So Yeah, it would be way too bright. And the sun would be rising terrible.
1: the entire time, so.
2: Well, dude, it was really great to have you back on the show. Hopefully, we can do it a few more times while you're over there. I definitely miss yes. you, and I know our audience really misses
1: you. So thanks for coming on. I miss you guys as well. Miss you too, Josh. Miss sitting next to you in that room, and... Being next to those guns, those huge guns. <laughs> yeah.
2: You, you're the one with huge guns. Uh, I know. I'm dying right over now. Here. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well. It's also 7:30 a.m. for me right now, and I have a full day of a lot of work ahead of me. So I am. This is the best part of my day so far, and may remain that.
2: So. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hopefully, we'll talk to you soon, and uh, yes. enjoy the rest of your day, everybody out there. Thanks, thanks for listening, guys. and we will see you next time. Peace.